All right, on this episode of I Had to Say It, I want to take a few minutes and I want to talk about something that's, you know, kind of pretty prevalent nowadays. I want to talk about woke white people. Realistically, I don't think these people understand exactly how frickin' terrible they actually are. And I can already hear some people pulling out their torches and pitchforks, but just bear with me, okay? I mean, really, just just hear me out. There is something that is just so disgustingly pompous about these, you know, college-educated, you know, I, I have a college education, so all of a sudden I'm more qualified to tell you about the suffering of an entire race, or multiple races, depending on how exactly woke they are. And they, it's really done off nothing more than a purely institutional background. It's not based off their own personal experiences. It's not, it's not people that are, you know, active in actual, you know, minority-related communities or events. They go out there and it's, it's really the ultimate white arrogance. It's people that are, they feel so self-righteous and so indignant about things that literally have nothing to do with them, that they feel the need to try and make themselves the mouthpiece of a bunch of people they are completely unrelated to. And realistically, there's a lot of things out there that need to be fixed. There's systemic racism, there's injustice. This is not, you know, a debatable thing. It's not that it's not there. The problem is, these people that want to claim... They are, you know, the mouthpiece for the downtrodden and the unspoken for and the poor, oppressed people. Realistically, nobody asked you to be their mouthpiece. You're invalidating a lot of legitimate arguments by trying to own them and make them something that you're championing. If you want, really want to do some good for whatever minority community is your personal, you know, that you feel like a, a deep connection with and you want to be a bastion for just be cool. It's really not that complicated. You don't need to be out there speaking for other people. And the most obnoxious thing these people do is if there is a person of color or whatever ethnic minority issue it is, sexual orientation, you know, I mean, if, you know, vegan versus non-vegan, whatever it is, when you feel that your opinion is more valid than someone who actually represents the culture or subclass or whatever that you are talking about, you're actually worse than the people you're protesting or picketing or rallying against. There's nothing wrong with acknowledging injustice. There's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, these situations exist and they're terrible and they need to be fixed. But don't proclaim yourself a warrior on someone else's behalf. Just be cool. It's really not that hard. Sit down, shut the hell up, and listen. Let the people who you're supposedly championing do the talking. Be supportive. Back them if they're valid, if they are correct. If they don't agree with your particular slant, shut up. It's not your place to make that call. It's realistically, the more woke you think you are, and I hate that term. I don't know how it got coined. I don't know how it worked its way into our lexicon. There are so many things that people say today and that are just so stupid, you know, grammatically incorrect. And people say, oh, well, language is fluid and it changes. Yeah, it does. But certain things are just dumb. And you want to say, oh, I'm woke. 
and okay, I woke every morning. I get out of bed every day. Thinking you are somehow more perceptive of things that are going on and giving yourself a title because nobody walked around and said, white people, I hereby proclaim you woke. You are now qualified to speak on the behalf of others. That in itself is racist and arrogant as shit because you think you're better to speak for these people than they can speak for themselves. Shut up. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know how many different ways I can say it. Sit down, shut up. Be supportive. When they need your help, they will ask for it. When someone asks for a hand up, you give it to them. You help elevate people. You don't try and be their mouthpiece. You're not entitled. You don't deserve it. And it's the most heinous virtue signaling ever. And I know a lot of people that I feel are good people and have really, you know, the best of intentions that thanks to this cultural shift towards, you know, being work woke is now a virtue, are embracing the title when they really, it doesn't apply to them because they're not out there trying to be woke. They're not out there trying to tell other people that are being oppressed and, and, and dumped on for whatever reason how they should feel about being oppressed and dumped on. They're not trying to explain to people that are living the issue what the issue they're living is. They're just being cool. If you sit back, I'm, my, my personal guide point on life, and it's going to come up over and over again if you bother to listen to me more than once or twice, you know, if, if I irritate you and, you and you decide you don't want to hear any more of my crap, that's, that's your right and that's your choice. But one re- reoccurring issue in my stance on things is the simple fact that I don't get worked up on behalf of somebody else. I worry about my own issues. I don't really care about all this other crap because it has no bearing on my life. And subsequently, I don't care. I don't care what shade you are. I don't care what way you're swinging as long as you're not, you know, getting your jollies from some prebubescent little kid. I'm that's fine. None of that stuff is going to hold any bearing on what I think of you. Are you a decent person? Do you have a brain in your head or are you a, you know, just random you know pop culture spewing moron who you know picks a view refuses to be open-minded hard lines it into into their entire lexicon and culture and says hey this is what's right because you know this is what people said is right and this is why and you can't say anything deeper than because i i read something on facebook did you read more than one issue did you did you look at it from any other slant than the one thing that fits the narrative you're trying to describe no you didn't you get all hyped up and you're going out there and you realistically there's things and you know i don't think i'm well that's a lie i i started to lie to you guys and i don't want to do that i do think i'm better than a lot of people it's the the crux and core of who i am deep down inside i am an elitist son of a bitch because i can't stand stupid people i can't stand people that are willingly embracing the dumb crap that is being spoon-fed to them and not realizing you're dumb because you're buying into this because dumb people are easier to control. That's been known for a real long time. Education is the enemy of the controlling factors. And, you know, that's that's why things like, you know, the invention of of the Gutenberg Press and all of a sudden the increase of literacy in the human population signaled all kinds of massive change you know societally 
and the communication became more prevalent and knowledge was learned and passed down and it wasn't just scribes and monasteries recopying the same old tomes over and over again all of a sudden new things could be printed and published and distributed and people started learning to read and and getting their shit together and then somehow that knowledge of you know being literate and learning and bettering ourselves and gathering ourselves together and bettering society somehow has reached the point where it's started to go the other direction the technology keeps increasing but you know it seems like people's capacity for learning has been completely hamstrung instead of institutions of education we have institutions that are focused more on indoctrination instead of teaching us how to think they're trying to teach us what to think it, there is so much agenda pushing and you know, everything's being politicized. Nothing's objective anymore. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And you you take, you know, kids at their most malleable at when they are in their late teens and they're starting to feel like they have a grasp on things. And yeah, that's a they, they learn the fastest when they're little kids, when they're, you know, infants to like, you know, maybe middle grade school. But that's when they're soaking up things like a sponge and developmentally everything comes and gets picked up that way. And but from a cognitive standpoint, you get your late teens, early 20s, you think you got the world in the palm of your hand, and that's when it's so easy for them to be indoctrinated, and it's happening every day. And unfortunately, it's led to this, you know, pompous, self-righteous culture of asses that want to get out here and say, you know, quiet little brown person, I'm speaking for you now. Don't worry, the white people are here to fix this. And it's ridiculous, and it's obnoxious, and if you call them on it, they get so offended, and they start screaming about how you're a racist and you're intolerant. And, I mean, personally, I have an approach when it, when it comes to this thing, and, and they love to be asked this question, but they don't like it when they get put on the spot with an answer. I, if I see somebody that's getting particularly bent out of shape about a particular ethnicity or a particular class or group of people, I ask them, you know, well, how many friends do you have that fit X? And they're always real proud of their answer and really quick to come back. Oh, I have this many. I have that many. How about you? I bet you don't have any. And I said, you know what? Here's my answer. I don't care. You're either my friend and I like you and you've at some point or some way or another, you've earned my respect and my friendship or I want nothing to do with you. I don't have time for people that I don't feel elevate me in some way. If you don't make me want to be a better person, if you don't motivate me to be better, I don't need you in my life. And subsequently, I again, I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your orientation is. I don't, ca- I, I don't care if you're a polygamist that's into dating trees on the side. I don't care if you're a vegan as long as you're not preachy about it. I don't, I, I, none of that stuff matters to me. You're either a good person or shut up. And if you're not a good person, you're not going to be in my life. And it's that simple. So when they get all defensive and say, well, yeah, but, I bet you don't have any, you know, whatever friends. Say, no, I have friends. I don't give a shit about this other stuff. 
I don't get hung up on it. I don't judge people based on those things. And when you say you're speaking for them and you're being indignant on their behalf and you're going to get changed for them, you're un, maybe you don't realize you're doing it, but you're dehumanizing them. You are saying that you are more qualified to speak for them. And I'm going to keep coming back to this point. It's not your place. Realistically, just be cool. Ask anybody that fits the category that you're talking about. Ask every single person you come across that fits whatever classification. Honestly, I don't care if we're talking about an African-American transgendered vegan midget. And, yeah, I know midget's not the PC term. I really, I don't care. Realistically, there's dwarf and there's midget. They're medical classifications. Get over it. Little person, person of small stature, whatever. Again, not a factor. You're cool or you're not. Get that person that you feel you need to speak for and ask them, do you want me standing up for you? Do you need, not do you want me standing with you, but do you want me to speak for you? Not a single one of them is going to go, you know what? Yeah, I'm better served by you talking for me. You can be supportive. You can be encouraging. That would make you a much cooler human being than being a preachy jackass. Especially, and I've seen this happen so many times recently. I've been out a couple of times where some woke-ass white person has tried speaking on behalf of, of a ethnic minority, and my f- friend who I happen to be with was just like, you know, who the hell asked you? You're not talking for me. You're not speaking for me. And this 20-something-year-old white broad that in the situ and this is a particular instance, proceeds to start telling my friend that he's a brainwashed Uncle Tom and that he should be ashamed of himself for hanging out with an ignorant racist like me. I hadn't even spoken to the girl. I just simply happened to be a white guy with a shaved head. I must be an ignorant racist. And for the record, I shaved my head because of god-awful genetics and a terrible hairline. I was an innocent bystander until she opened her mouth. And subsequently, yeah, I may have said some things that were a little unkind. I may... Who am I kidding? I, I, I did. I honestly was trying to make this girl cry. It, it fed my soul. It made me feel better. And you know, I, that's petty, and it's little of me, and it didn't accomplish anything. She didn't go home and reassess her status on things. I guarantee she was right back out lecturing and yelling and, and calling out people on her perceived in, slights and injustices. Again, it's just disgusting, and... I see on the media coverage, I try to avoid it. I try and watch more live feed, street-level type stuff. The Internet's there. There's access to a lot of information. And I'm not going to dignify it by saying, oh, well, you know, the protests. The protests happened during the day. They were civil. They were peaceful. They made a point without being assholes. I'm talking about after the sun went down, the, the, the curfew was in effect. People were supposed to be off the streets... And I actually found a guy through a couple of my friends on Facebook. But, you know, to get back back to the main point, I, I have watched the riots in Minnesota and in Portland and in Kenosha, my hometown. And the thing is, you know, there are all these people protesting the injustice, supposedly protesting injustice of police officers' treatment of black people. Yeah, granted, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things going wrong. But honestly, that's a conversation for another day. If you looked at it, all these people, I'm I'm getting off topic, but all these people that were out there rioting, lighting vehicles on fire, burning down businesses, burning down people's homes, 
That's one of those things that keeps getting dropped, particularly, I know for a fact, in Kenosha, and probably in all the other cities that have been having riots. A a lot of old storefronts, places that were built in, you know, the 1900s, early early to mid-1900s storefronts, all had living units above them. If they were multi-story, they weren't strip malls, there were apartments on the second floor as often as not. And these people that are out there starting fires, burning down establishments, trying to, oh, well, we're pissed off. Yeah, okay, you're pissed off, I get it. But when I see, look at these, you know, all this footage and all this coverage, and it's 90%, you know, you know, late teen, early 20 white kids, my sympathy towards the cause is completely outweighed by the fact that you assholes have no business being out there torching anything. You're not at a risk of getting shot in, in, in a, you know, stop and frisk situation nearly as much as the people you're trying to speak for. Yes, let them speak. Let them have a voice. Support that voice. Don't speak for them. In 90% of these rioting and looting situations, the families of the victims that sparked the outrage in the first place flat out came out and said, please don't do this. But no, these young white kids, know they know better and th- th- their time has come. They're going to show the man what's going on. And... And then we have assorted celebrities encouraging this behavior. The more money than they have sense, because you're a celebrity, you're, it doesn't make you smarter than anybody else. You got rich, play and pretend. You're the best pretender in your category. That does not qualify you as a social expert. That does not give you license to say, I'm going to bail all these asshole kids that got arrested for rioting out of jail because they're doing it for a good reason. There's no good reason to ruin other people's lives. Picketing, sure. Protesting, definitely. If you're arrested for protesting, somebody should bail you out. You shouldn't be on the hook for that, as long as you're not doing anything violent or destructive. Violence and destruction has its place. I will never be a person that says it doesn't. Aim it well, and then you're justified. When you're destroying homes and livelihoods of people who have literally nothing to do with, whatever it is you're bent out of shape about, then you're a piece of garbage. And that's what I had to say.